Hey everybody, uh, my name is Chris Weddington and want to welcome you to the Living Stories podcast. Um, just to give you guys an idea of what it is because it's going to be new to a lot of you. Um, it's actually, so I'm actually changing the name from a previous podcast that uh, we were doing called Stories of Freedom Podcast. So it's the same thing, it's just it's under Living Stories. And the reason why we're doing that is because now we are tying this into a ministry through Living Stones Church. So I'm out at the Living Stones Church in Fernley, and part of our new online ministry that we're doing, um, we're, we're going to go ahead and incorporate this podcast. So it's actually a podcast that I haven't been too active on in a while, so I'm excited to get back into it, and I'm excited to, to do a different format on it now and invite new people on and, and get, get your stories out there. So basically what the Living Stories podcast is, um, it's a place for believers to come on and talk about their testimony and their story, um, talk about what God did in their life to, um, to where, where they came to know Christ and they came to become a Christian, um, or what God is doing in their life currently, or what God has done in their life, uh, a certain time or testimony they want to share. So it, it's, it's kind of meant for a two part thing. It's meant to be a outreach program to people who aren't believers or maybe they're they're curious and they're they're kind of looking so um it's an outreach to them they can they can come on and hear other people's stories and hear what god's doing in their life and uh, hopefully somebody has a story on there that can relate to them and they can they can kind of hear that story and see themselves in that in that in their spot and that god can it's another way that god may be able to talk to them and open up their heart so um, that's one reason for the podcast. The second purpose would be for Christians to get some encouragement, uh, maybe hear a story that's similar to somebody else's story that they've been witnessing to, um, where they can say, hey, I can't relate to your story, but this person can check this story out. You know, It's kind of another resource to help you reach out to uh, somebody that you might be trying to share Jesus with. And then another uh, aspect is being a Christian is it doesn't really matter what story any story that i've heard on the podcast um i've been able to relate in some way or another even if their story is completely different than mine in fact i grew up in church and i never really strayed completely away from church um so there's there's a lot of stories that i hear that i i can't relate to completely but there's some part in that story that that god um you know showed them or talked to them that i can definitely relate so with that being said, um, part of the podcast is is meant for for you to be able to get something out of it, also as a Christian and 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 whatnot. So anyway, uh, I'm excited to get this started. You're gonna hear some references if you go back and listen to the old ones. We we call it Stories of Freedom, and now it's uh, Living Stories. There was a lot of growing pains at the beginning, so if you listen to the first ones, there was technical issues, there was um, different things that we tried that didn't work out and uh, and whatnot. But um, but either way, there's some good stories, and that's why I decided to leave them there and let you go back and listen to them. Just know that they're going to be called Stories of Freedom Podcast. And this one now is Living Stories, and there's going to be a new format with it, and everything's going to be done online over Zoom. We're going to have it posted on the Living Stones Fernley YouTube page for you guys to watch afterwards, and we're also going to have the audio on your favorite pla uh, podcast platform under Living Stories. So you can listen to it, you can watch it, uh, you can share it. Um, we're going to have little snippets every every podcast that we'll share as well um and also we're on facebook so i haven't updated that page yet but anyway just wanted to give everybody a background of what the podcast was uh the direction that we're going and that way going into this episode where we talk to tim you have a uh, a little bit of a background and and you know you know what this is so all right guys i hope you guys enjoy and that you get blessed through this story Welcome everybody to the Living Stories podcast. Um, this is the uh, first one under that name, and we've got uh, Tim Abina um, here with us. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing, man? Good, man. We've been trying to do this for a while, and we already did one, but my computer uh, crashed. So yeah, I'm still a little spiteful because of that. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, here we are. So now we get to do it again, and first one under the new name. So that's that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, that is awesome. 
All right. Well, um, just like last time, I mean, I guess just go ahead and start. Let let everybody know your story, your testimony, and if I got something to say, I'll jump in. Otherwise, I'm sure I'll have questions or things at the end. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. So I think one of the things uh, we can talk about uh, first before I jump into my story mm-hmm. is um, uh, we, you know, like you were just saying, you've been doing the stories of freedom um, for a little while now. Yeah, yeah, right? I did it. I started it in january of 2018 so a little over two years ago and we were doing one me and kayla for um the uh we were doing which was a lady at the other church that we were going to down in gardnerville we were doing about one every other week after church and um so we in that year that we did it we had probably a little over 20 episodes recorded and uh and then kind of just it it fade uh phased off after that just because uh, we started looking for a home. Um, her schedule wasn't really lining up with, with that. You know, both of our schedules weren't lining up anymore on Sundays as much. So we, uh, it kind of phased out and just haven't really started it since. So, well, there you go. And then yeah. I think one thing that's awesome is just um, like people's testimony. It, it's it's not just for ourselves; it's for others too. Yeah, and that's really hit home for me in the last. I just I think in the last few weeks since this you know, COVID-19 crisis kind of came in. I'm just listening to people's um, testimonies, um, what God's doing during, you know, this time of isolation and quarantine and, uh, and just being really like, I feel really like filled up by the Holy Spirit, listening to some of the stories um, from our church, you know, we're from Livingstone's uh, churches. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're the church in, in Fernley. This is mm-hmm. where me and Chris are from right now. Yeah. Um, but it's just a whole new season right now, but I, I just, I felt a lot of comfort just listening to a lot of different testimonies, uh, going on right now. So, um, I'm just hoping that, yeah, this, this would be fruitful and that, um, people listening to this could just, um, they can relate with even some of the struggles that people have gone through. Yeah. And also uh, how Christ has just really shown himself in people's lives. Uh, there's like this one saying, um, oh, I, I can't even remember the quote or who it's from, so don't cite me. But <laughs> it's uh, when someone's at the end of the rope is usually where God is the one that's about to catch you. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that was my story and I'll kind of lead into that. Um, so for my story, I'll go back to the very kind of the very beginning. I wasn't grow. I didn't grow up in a Christian household whatsoever. Um, it was kind of a, a broken household. Um, my dad's uh, father was abusive. Um, uh, my mom's uh, relationship with her parents were were kind of um, all over the place too. Um, and I think that's just that legacy kind of came down, you know, to the next generation, to the next mm-hmm. generation. Um, so I had a lot of had a lot of turmoil uh, growing mm-hmm. up. Um, so I was uh, my my father. Uh, and before I get started, I, I did this last time. I want to get this going too, especially because it's going to be on our our church page and it's going to be um, kind of mainstream where people can hear it. But uh, so if any of my family are listening to this, um, I just want to quote Romans 8.1, which is there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So um, though our past can be fickle and our past can be dirty and our past can be, um, you know, we can feel a lot of guilt from our past. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And um, our, my story moving forward out, outside of that dark time is God has reconciled my family in such a unique and beautiful way. And I just want them to have that encouragement that the things that we're going to be talking about, um, it's not to condemn them whatsoever, but just mm-hmm. to show how Christ um, really found me, but also found uh, my family in all this too. So. Yeah, and I've actually I'm, I'm kind of glad now because the the last one I didn't really I knew your sister but I didn't know uh, your parents and I've gotten to meet your parents since then and you know talk to them a couple of times and they're they're great people so yeah um, definitely you know and obviously your sister she's she's great she's got you know her ministry she does that Renee's been doing too so yeah yeah um, yeah um, well I'll yeah. just dive right in <laughs> what's that. <laughs> I said, I'll dive, dive right in. Can you yeah, hear me? Go for it. I, I can. Okay. Yeah. Hang on one second. My, oh, never mind. All right. Sorry. <laughs> go for okay. it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I grew up, uh, not in a Christian household. Um, my parents were 
just really, in, I would say, involved with themselves and their own dynamic in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And with that, there is, uh, I would say, say a little bit of neglect on, on kind of raising me up in, in a, I would say, in a better way, I guess. Yeah. And so I got into a lot of trouble. I had a lot of freedom. I had a lot of freedom growing up. So I was able to do a whole lot of things. Um, but um, at a young age, um, like I said, my, my, my dad was verbally and sometimes physically abusive uh, to my mother. Um, my mother would at times just, she would be more demeaning towards me. Um, so I grew this resentment and anger, a lot of resentment and a lot of anger. And uh, my, my sanctuary was kind of my cousin's homes outside of the chaos of my family, mm-hmm. uh, of my, you know, my immediate family. And right. And then that, um, that's where I was sexually assaulted. I was sexually abused by um, an older cousin. And I mean, you, if you can imagine it just, it really twisted mm-hmm. me up inside. And so from that, and that, that went on and I want to say until I was like, probably nine, nine years old or something like that, maybe 10. And so that really just start really, I I really just went downhill from there. Um, I got into a lot of drugs. Um, As soon as I could get a hold of it, um, I got a hold of it. I was trying to numb what I was feeling. Um, And then in middle school, I just got really, really into that drugs. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can name it. I did it. and uh, my story moving forward throughout middle school, because I was just a really dark kid, um, I, I got into a relationship with um, my wife now, which is awesome, uh, Christina. So we met uh, when we were, I think she was 13 and I was 14. Mm-hmm. She might have been younger. <laughs> and so we've, we've been together for 16 or 17 years now. Um, but she's, she's dealt with a lot of, a lot of crap, (laughs) a lot of crap. Um, so same thing, like I was talking to you in the, in the beginning, um, this legacy was continuing. Um, so I found myself doing the exact same things my father did, um, with just, uh, jealousy, um, uh, uh, verbal abuse. And it was, it was leading to some kind of physical abuse just because I was just an angry kid. Mm-hmm. angry i'm at 13 years old first relationship uh i'm at head over heels i loved her um but i was twisted and i didn't really know what love was mm-hmm. and she was the one christina was the first one that actually introduced me to the gospel but i was the biggest critic she mm-hmm. was just she would be like talking to me about it i'm like no 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 <laughs> no um and for the longest time because i because i i liked her obviously i liked her a lot um i started to pretend in a sense so I, I pretended that i was a christian i pretended uh just you know for her um and about junior i think junior year um that's where my life really just started to slip away um the you know the the alcohol the the drugs um uh, just everything uh, that was going in my life was just it was just i was in the spiral kind of going down and uh, she had enough she had enough in middle school she was like you know at, or not middle school at uh, junior year might mm-hmm. have been so- between sophomore or junior year, I can't remember um, where she she broke up with me um, I lost one of my my good friends he died uh, a tragic uh, it was a heart I can't remember exactly what it was it was a heart disease something happened oh, wow. he was 16 where he died and wow. so it was everything kind of came to a head at one point and for the I would for the longest time I just kind of I always knew in a sense growing up that I was going to commit suicide mm. um, I, I had this uh, a box of pills that I collected and I'm just just to give you a kind of a invitation to the brain of how I, I functioned then was it was just dark and I, I, I figured that that was always going to be the way I was going to go out and it was just a matter of time on the circumstances around me you know um, for me to actually pull the trigger on that and so after she left me uh, my friend died um, and I, I was just dealing with a lot of that guilt resentment and um, just the gross feelings I felt from just the sexual abuse uh, and everything like that and I felt like it was the only really way out so 
took the, I took the pills one night, I blacked out and I woke up. um, I remember just glimpses of waking up in, in, in the hospital uh, because they pumped me out and then I I blacked out again. And then I was in uh, West Hills correctional facility. And there is uh, really where the story comes to a head. Um, that's where uh, I met a guy named Dan. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but awesome guy. And he would, he would pre, he really told me the gospel and, and I heard it for the first time. Yeah. I heard it for the first time. And I remember uh, just feeling all this dread, all this anger um, and just, you know, these gross feelings within my heart. Um, and I was laying in bed and I remember asking God, or I, was, I remember asking God, like, if you're real, um, you need to I basically kind of called him out. I was like, you need to show me mm-hmm. um, that you're real. You need to, you need to show me something. Um, and that night I fell asleep, had this crazy dream, this crazy dream. And I don't know if it was part of the, the medication they were giving me, or, um, but it was a crazy dream. I, it felt real, and the dream kind of—and I'll just kind of sum it up. Um, I was basically in a waiting room. Mm-hmm. I was sitting down in a waiting room. It was like a white waiting room, um, and there was a door on my right-hand side. And I remember I, I stood up in the dream, and I start walking towards the door, and then the lights turned off, and it was pitch black, and I heard all these people kind of chattering around Mm -hmm. me and um, they were kind of like accusing me of a bunch of different things. And uh, I remember just having this fear, like deep fear. I'm like, I don't belong here. Um, So I opened up the door and I saw this uh, kind of the city of light, the city of light. And before, and this is, I haven't even picked up the Bible once at this time. Now, looking back at it, I can see where like Revelations, New Earth and New mm-hmm. Heaven come into place with this dream. And I'm always just blown away by this. <laughs> um, but in the stream, going back, um, there was my family. My family was standing in front of the city. And I remember before I fell asleep that night, I, I hated everyone. Mm-hmm. I just hated everyone. But in that dream, I just felt this deep compassion and love um, for my family. And I remember just embracing them, um, weeping, just weeping. And then I I woke up from that dream with um, like my heart was changed. Mm -hmm. I felt different. I felt like, all right, Jesus is real. Um, And like, I have, I have to give my life to, to Jesus. I told Dan that I was like, this is Jesus is real. Like, this is it. Like <laughs> I gotta give my life to him. And, um, with that said, that, that really put me on the trajectory of, of following Jesus, mm-hmm. um, kind of seeking out who he is in my life. Um, but like we said, I'm going to keep referring back to our last podcast since you believe it. Um, <laughs> I didn't delete it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, um, that wasn't the end of the story. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I, I got that first understanding of Jesus. R.C. Sproul talks about this, mm-hmm. that there's like, um, two conversions. Bear with me. So yeah. the first, con- <laughs> the first conversion would be like the intimate understanding of who Jesus is. Like I see Jesus and I want to have a relationship with him. Uh-huh. Um, and then it could fall. You, you really can fall flat at that point. Cause you don't yeah. dive any deeper. Like, right. but who is he? Like, yeah. what does he say? What does the Bible say about him? Um, so from that, I, I, I kind of went to that generic Christian walk with just uh-huh. knowing of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. But not, but not knowing him intimately. Yeah. So there's a lot, like, regardless, we're going to have struggles no matter what. But um, my first, um, I think uh, the second so R.C. Sproul, let me go back a little bit. R.C. Sproul talks about the second conversion, um, about it's the, it's the understanding that you want to know Jesus more. Mm-hmm. Like you want to know him more intimately. You want to know who he is, what he says, what he's done. Um, you, like you want to start eating everything from the word, yeah. right? Understanding uh, who he is Yeah. Uh, on top of that intimacy. And so 
uh, I think a lot of us kind of, we might, not everyone goes through that, that journey, you know, like mm-hmm. you're just a first conversion and a second conversion. I hate even saying that because that's not the reality behind it, but. I, I, I know what you're talking about though. I yeah. mean, you see that a lot. You see people, you know, when you first uh, give your life to Christ or people first give their life to Christ, they're real excited, but they, you, you also see that um, not everything's quite, you know, click, they've got a lot to learn. They've got a lot of growing. And that's also where like you get, um, go to conferences and stuff. And I think people will give their life to Christ. And then, like you said, um, it, you, you've got to, I forget how you worded it, but basically, you know, you've got to, um, there, there's nothing real deep there yet. So people fall flat, I think is what you said. And you, and yeah. you see that. So you got to grasp onto that, like right then. And, and, you know, I, I know what you're saying. And then later on, then you kind of hit that, that, moment where it becomes more real when you start you know diving yeah, in yeah it's like more. it's like what it is, in hebrews it talks about we're not there yet so we are going through the sermon series and yeah hebrews. so we're going to get there but he talks about um spiritual milk right uh-huh. like some of us are still on that spiritual milk or we're, we're the infant stage yeah. like we just need the milk um and and uh the writer of hebrews starts to talk about like you like there's still food that you yeah. need to eat too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that's kind of where it was. Like when you first are, you know, when you first have that encounter with Jesus, you're, you're on the bottle. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to stay on the bottle. No, if that makes sense either. Like you have, to, there is a growth process to, yeah. to following Jesus too. So you're on the bottle, but then you go to soft foods and then you go to heartier foods and then, yeah. um, at the end of the day, when you finally die, you go to him, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And just like, just like life, it continues to, you know, it, uh, progress, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, so with that, you know, that I would say that's my, the, the, the original mm-hmm. kind of my conversion story, but it's all yeah. led to walking more deeper with Jesus, walking more intimately with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I met me and Christina, which is awesome. So it's kind of, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? The the reality behind that is, you know, Christina and me got married. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we got back together, um, I would say, a, maybe a year after the whole situation where I had my conversion with Jesus. Um, and we've been together ever since. We've been happy. We've had our downs and lows yeah. and stuff like that. But um, I think one of the things that I'm learning just in this whole COVID-19 um, reality being isolated and everything like that is just uh realizing that i still have to look back to the past look to the future if mm-hmm. that makes sense um it's kind of like what it says in exodus right like the the israelites god always calls the israelites like look back at what i did so yeah you can move forward yeah don't look back and dwell right 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 but look back to see what i've done so you can keep moving forward yeah and I, I have to i have to keep putting that in my head like yeah, there's some tragedy in my growing up, but God did something to bring me all the way up to this point. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a crazy thing. Um, yeah. God works in all of our lives mm-hmm. and uh, he give he gives you a joy that is, you know, that's supernatural and it, it doesn't come from you. And that's what I, you know, that's what we're really trying to hold on, especially in this time where we're just kind of like, Oh, I'm at home. I'm going crazy. But yeah. Um, God is good and he's going to keep pushing us forward. I had to keep reminding myself, me and Christina sat down the other night. Um, and so here's another little, another little, um, um, what God's kind of doing right now for me, like mm-hmm. testimony is that just reminding of how we even came about here in Fernley, right? Like yeah. I, I went to living stones six years ago. Um, and that's, um, where I really just started to really develop, uh, uh, the meat, and understanding who Jesus is and what his, what the, what the gospel says, what the Bible says about who he mm-hmm. is. Um, and uh, I remember I sat down with pastor Kyle. You, yeah, I think you've met Kyle Bateson from the Reno church. I probably have. I know there's been a lot of guest speakers and, and unless they've come a couple of times, it's, I, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll recognize him when I see him, but I couldn't <laughs> put a face to the name. Yeah. He's not that great. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love him. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, ever since I got out of West Hills, I felt this, uh, this call to minister, uh-huh. uh, to evangelize, to, 
to go out and, and share the good news of who Jesus is because he dramatically changed my heart in one night. Um, and it was, it was a pretty dramatic thing. So the first thing I did was, you know, I, I just preached to my parents. I was preaching to my parents, nice. preached to, to my family and, um, God's so good and he's so sovereign. He, he brought our family to just a, a healthier place, yeah. um, which is amazing. And yeah. uh, from that, I just, I still knew moving forward. I, I, I wanted to preach the word. I wanted to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I, I finally um, showed up at Livingstone's. And I remember walking, sat down with Kyle for, for uh, some coffee. And I was like, Hey, uh, I want to be a pastor. And I literally just met this guy. He probably thought I was completely crazy. I'm completely, you know, like, <laughs> I want to share the gospel. He's like, okay, crazy. Uh, no, but I remember what he told me. He was like, hey, I think you're a church planter. And I, I laughed. I laughed. My, no, no, no. <laughs> not, a, not a church planter at all. Um, but as we've just, as I kind of followed Kyle and um, kind of was led by, you know, the Holy Spirit. Um, I got this crazy idea of planting a church in Fernley. And um, from that, I let Christina know, and she laughed at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, no, we ain't going to Fernley. Yeah. Um, so two years, two years we were praying about coming out here. And finally, um, Christina just kind of showed up. Uh, she actually drove out to Fernley and stepped into our house. You've heard this story. Yeah, that's pretty She funny. was in our house <laughs> and she called me up and I'm in Sparks uh, where we originally lived. And she's just like, hey, I'm standing in my new home, our new home. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm out here in Fernley. I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, moral of the story is never tell God uh, you're not going to do something. Yeah. Because I, I lived out here in, or I worked out here in Fernley for 10 years uh. and as a printer. And when I quit and left Fernley, I was like, I ain't never coming back here. I told God that I was like, I'm not coming back to Berlin. <laughs> um, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny about that. <laughs> like Renee, me and Renee, we, we love the coast. Like that's our goal. Like we, we love the, you know, the ocean and specifically like more like Northern California or even Oregon coast, like that area, redwoods, like that sort of thing. Like we like life, water, trees, that sort of thing. And, and I used to do, um, I used to travel around with one of the companies I worked with and uh, doing wind farms. And we'd always go somewhere where it was hot and windy in the middle of the desert, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And I told, uh, you know, Renee, I'm like, we're never living in the desert. Like whatever, whatever happens after I get done with this apprenticeship, we're never living in the desert. And she's like, I agree. And then here we are in Fernley, <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, we, we started off in Gardnerville when we moved to Nevada and it was like, okay, we're still close to Tahoe. It doesn't, you know, there's still some greenery around here. It's not too bad. And then we come out here and it's like, yeah, this is definitely the desert. <laughs> the high desert, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's, you're in the desert, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's not, it's not that bad. I mean, like it's we, not. we actually like it here in Fernley, you know, more than we anticipated. The first time we drove, into town to check it out we drove in and we drove right out we're like nope we didn't even stop anywhere we're like we're not doing Fernley and then here we are so <laughs> yeah it's uh, funny never tell God you're <laughs> not gonna do something yeah, uh, yeah that's the first sign where you're like if it ever slips out of your mouth I'm like no God I'm not doing that, you gotta do that. <laughs> yeah oh, no. here I'm you sorry. are <laughs> no, here we are yeah but yeah I, we I mean we fell and we fell in love with Fernley I mean the first year was tough yeah um, moving out here because when we moved out here it was just me and christina and the kids and uh it was a grind you know uh we didn't know anybody uh, (laughs) and so we just had this idea of like hey like god moved us out here um uh for a church to possibly you know living stones to be planted out here and but the first year was a grind and i was you know there's a couple times in the midst of it we were just like man maybe maybe this wasn't (laughs) <laughs> what was supposed to happen uh there's a lot of struggle there's a lot of turmoil uh, just between me and christina when we first moved out here yeah. um but now that we get to see this beautiful thing that's yeah. unfolded um you know we're we're i mean we're only what eight months into planting the church launching yeah. the church but how it's all came to be 
is its own other story that you know maybe that'll be for another podcast yeah but. it's been cool to see because when renee and i first went uh when it was still journey and um it was right before the school season or the yeah the school started so we were in the, that other area and uh, it was yeah. i guess it was one of the first weeks that you guys had started coming i don't know um right i mean that's what it sounded like anyway but either way yeah. that church was down to like 14 15 people there wasn't very many people there and to watch how much has grown yeah it cool. was yeah i'm trying to think when you were first there i think we were in the we were in the no we weren't in the gym we were no. in the cafeteria yeah cafeteria yep cafeteria so i think that was maybe three me and christina were attending there for three weeks oh wow um, yeah and at that point when we first got into there it was like we were i was just facilitating mm -hmm. you know like hey this is you know, here's some ideas. Here's what you should do. Here's what you shouldn't do. I was just kind of facilitating everything yeah. at that point until like uh, a partnership happened, yeah. you know? Um, but it just, it just blossomed into, yeah. so, and I wouldn't say everything was beautiful, Yeah. but like not, it, it was a struggle on that. You can imagine two churches coming together. Yeah. Um, you know, different philosophies or different ideas mm. or, you know, whatever like that. But, um, uh, the main goal in it was to make sure that, you know, Northern Nevada is one of the most secular or Nevada itself is one of the most mm -hmm. secular uh, states yeah. in the United States. So there's less churches here um, or l less gospel preaching yeah. churches here. Uh, Fernley is a, a big area where there's um, less gospel speaking uh, preaching churches. Mm -hmm. um, so the last thing we wanted to to see it, uh, for Livingstones is a nether church to go under. So yeah. um, the whole goal in entering this was, all right, how do we help, um, you know, how do we help this church thrive? Um, and it just, it ended up just kind of snowballing into, okay, this is going to be a Livingstones. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was all God, all God. Yeah, yeah. We were really, we were really tippy toeing. We were just like, oh, I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah. And then, God was just kind of like, yeah, this is, this is what's going to happen. And here we are. Yeah. It's, and it's here we are. <laughs> yeah. And it, I think it came at a good time. I mean, Fernley definitely needs a church like, like this. I mean, uh, you know, we really liked our church in Gardnerville and well, they were in Minden by the time we left, but they, uh, it was a great church and we enjoyed the, we, we love the people there. We love the, you know, um, we just love that church and we moved out here and you know you know oscar i, I work with him and he uh i was oscar? asking yeah i was asking him i'm like <laughs> hey do you know any good churches out there he's like no there's not really many good ones you know or i mean it's not that they're not good but it wasn't you know uh, it just didn't they, they were having a hard time finding one that fit so yeah. he uh so we came out here and we we're a little discouraged that was one of our biggest concerns is hopefully we can find a a church you know that we can grow in and stuff and uh and we found um, one that we started going to and, and we liked it and we're like, this will do <laughs> kind of like, you know, mentality <laughs> like this. This is all right. You know, this will work. And then uh, and then Renee's like, you know, I want to try I want to try some more. And then we ended up going to. Well, again, it was Journey at the time. And and just seeing it was it was just like when we walked in that first week, it was like, OK, this is more th this is more the direction of what like, you know, this feels more like a, like it's even though it was it sounds funny because it wasn't there wasn't much there at the time because you know it, it, there yeah. wasn't many people there and stuff but we we're like this is more of like a, the church home that we're looking for and we know it's going to grow and you know and it has grown and it, and it's 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 a great you know we we've loved it so um, yeah definitely and, this this community needs that church so yeah well i'm you know that's one of the things i'm excited about is just watching the the church grow um, um but not just grow in numbers but grow in depth yes uh, of yeah. the people um, I think that's one thing that, you know, people or even pastors or church planners can, can miss is like, Oh, I gotta, you know, we gotta make, make sure that like 50 people show a hundred people, 200, five, yeah. you know, 5,000. But Jesus never was there yeah. for the crowd. He was there, you know, he had his 12 ragtag uh, yeah. guys that he, he trained up to send out. And so that's, that's kind of the heartbeat of who living stones is. is yeah. We want not just, you know, obviously we want, a lot of people to come and know God. Mm -hmm. Um, but just knowing God or about God, right? Like in the beginning of this podcast, mm -hmm. um, that, that doesn't keep you moving forward. You know, right. like there's that depth 
So uh, we want to be a church that expands, yes, but mm-hmm. grows deeper in our understanding of yeah, who Jesus is. Exactly. And that's that's the fundamental thing that's going to have people go out yep. and um, you know preach the gospel to their neighbors, to their to their brothers and sisters, to their you know everyone in their arena. Um, that's where another thing that I think the church could possibly go wrong is it's all about the Sunday. It's all about Sunday, 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 Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sunday's not the big game, right? That's what, that's the mentality of American <laughs> uh, is like, Hey, Sunday's the big game. This is where I go in. This is where I check the box. Yeah. Um, but, but Sunday's just the huddle. The big game is actually Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, and that's what we want to be is to equip the body and send them out yeah. um, because that's how people know Jesus. It's not just Sunday. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. But yeah, man. Sweet. What else do you want to talk about? How, how long have we been on here? Uh-huh. Keep going. What is it? It's going 40. Man, we killed that in this is like 35 minutes. Wow. And yeah, and we talked about other things other than just your testimony. Last time it was yeah. like an hour and a half, right? <laughs> At <least>. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted to go quickly over my testimony. But um, going back to my testimony, if there are people out there that are listening that, you know, that have gone through physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, things like that, um, I would just encourage you that it, keeping it in and not sharing it with a brother or sister, right? The gospel says, cast your burdens on one another so we can lift you up. Um, if we keep it in, it's gonna, it, it's poison. Mm-hmm. It's poison in your soul. Um, and the gospel says you need to bring light to some of those things. And so if you are or have gone through um, sexual abuse or physical abuse or um, you know drug addiction, things like that, um, it's really a call to, to, to share your, your sufferings with your brothers and sisters so that they can, you know, that we can rally around and comfort you and, 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 and preach the gospel uh, to you preach like Jesus, you know, Jesus met me where I was at. I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to tie my own shoes. I didn't have to lift myself up. I didn't have to be a perfect person. Uh, Jesus came and he, 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 he came for me, you know, he came and met with me. Mm-hmm. And so, just uh, sorry, my my kid just wants okay. to tell me about his boo boo. Go lay down. No, <laughs> okay. But um, go find mommy, but anyways, but um, yeah. So that I just say that the encouragement because I think that um, a lot of people, you know, we, we want to keep it down or bury it or not even talk about it. But just like David did in Psalms, he shared his emotions with God, even though some of them are ugly, even mm-hmm. though some of them are, are you know, like he, sometimes David's screaming out in fear, sometimes he's screaming out in anger, sometimes he's screaming out in sorrow and sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we, we can approach God with our sufferings and know that, you know, he's endured. That's why he was on, you know, the cross. That's why we look to the cross is that he took it all. Um, there's nothing we have to do to earn our way salvation. Um, There's no perfect people. (laughs) And if you're looking for a perfect church, go somewhere else because we won't be that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, what we want to do is just have our arms open, you know, as, as people of God, we want to have our arms open and and to receive you just as Jesus received us. And that's what our testimonies are. It's, it's just acknowledging that Jesus came to us. We didn't have to do nothing. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. So, so there's that encouragement right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I like looking at your face, man. <laughs> COVID-19. Yeah. COVID-19 is yeah. crazy. So I mean, uh, everything's switching over to this and it works actually good. Cause now I, you know, we've got a format where it's not just audio, it's video also. So, I mean, this, that's, that's one thing that's coming out of this is we're, we're using, you know, get more familiar with the technology and stuff. Yeah. It took me a little while there in the beginning of all this is just getting used to the technology. Um, wow. I realized there's a lot more work to it. Yeah. Than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot more work to, to just being all online and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, um, 
I'm encouraged that one day that we're, we're all going to be able to, to be together. Yeah. And, looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Me and Renee earlier today talking about how, you know, it's different being online and being in person and, you know, looking forward to seeing everybody again in person and being able to meet in person and having meals like together and yeah. hanging out. And yeah. 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 I'm not sure how lo- how much longer this is going to be, but um, you know, this is the reality. And I, you know, I, you know, we all believe that God is sovereign mm-hmm. um, and that, that this is a, just a special, unique time that God's calling us into yeah. right now, which is nuts too, because, you know, for a fresh new church planner, planting a church to be thrown into a, a <laughs> pandemic, uh, a, a pa- pandemic that hasn't been around for over, you know, like a hundred years, we haven't had a pandemic. Like yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm adapting and I'm trying to learn yeah. too. Um, but I think what God's even showing me right now is just how much I don't have control. Yeah. You know, like, uh, have, have all these plans laid out. I'm like, all uh-huh. right, we're going to do all these things. And then God's like, well, no, I don't think we're going to do that. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And you were saying that now that we're doing it online, there's, there's quite a bit of, uh, more people than, I mean, there, there's the attendance level of people online is, is growing. Right. And there's, uh, like you're getting good numbers out of that. Yeah. That's, what's been kind of crazy too, is yeah. that, um, you know, we, 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 we were in a steady amount of people, you know, coming to church mm-hmm. for a little while, COVID-19, um, in the, the, you know, the beginning, uh, weeks of March start kind of, you know, people start getting worried about coming to church and things like that. Um, and once we, 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 you know, once we went full on online, um, we just, I, I noticed cause I get to look at the analytics and, and check out the, the, the numbers of people coming in and, and checking out our, our services. It's, it's, it's been pretty phenomenal. Like we've had a, a great growth in, mm-hmm. in just viewers. Um, some of, some people are from California, some people are from Nevada, some people are from, I think it was like Utah or something like that. Oh, wow. So we have like different people from different States that are That's actually cool. tuning in. Uh, which is pretty amazing too. But um, yeah, like this, you know, this crisis though, it's, you know, there's seriousness to it and things like that, but God's using it for good too. Like people that wouldn't have normally come to church, you know, walk into a a building um, are now actually, Hey, now I can sit at home and I can look, Yeah, you know, I can look on and kind of investigate this way. And maybe that's a a cool way that God's going to use to bring people to the church. Um, but it can't be a lasting thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, people that are checking out the church online, it, it's cool that they're checking it out. But at the same time, we, we are, you know, we are um, embodied souls that need to be around other brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Yeah. And that um, just watching online isn't going to, it's never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. It won't be enough, but we actually have to, it, what does it say? Uh, never for, uh, don't forsake the saints, right. Mm-hmm. And the gatherings. Um, so eventually when this all kind of dies out, uh, I'm hoping that we're all going to just run together. Um, I'll be yeah. preaching that. Oh, you know, I'll be preaching that day and I'll probably cry and you won't be able to understand me. I'll just be like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'm excited. I, my heart is, uh, really looking for, for that future day. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also excited right now too. Like, I think that we are reaching a lot of at a lot of different people, uh, maybe even, you know, different demographics. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're having to uh, really just evolve the way we're doing church, mm-hmm. you know, like we have to just kind of like we were talking before the church isn't all about Sunday. And mm-hmm. this is like a big reality. I'm like, no, the church isn't about Sunday. No. Are, are the people of God going out and being mobile? Yeah. Like, are, are we actually being the church? not attending the church yeah because there's a huge difference yeah being the church goes out on mission um loves you know love the god with all, love god with all your heart mind soul and strength and love your neighbors as yourself mm-hmm. um, that's being the church yeah um, and that god's redirecting that into not just attending because that's all it was we were only meeting at you know we were meeting at a a middle school in the middle of the <laughs> desert, <laughs> but literally that's all it was a middle school in the middle yeah. of the desert, wherever we're assembled, wherever we're together, that's the church. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah. how are we, and that's kind of the charge that we're, you know, that's the main charge that I've been really pushing on our congregation on, on, you know, on our people is be the church. Yeah. This is the time that we're be the church and go out, um, serve. And when I say go out, cause people are like, well, what do you mean go out? We're locked inside. I'm like, well, there's other ways yeah. you know, to, to be the church. Um, but at the same time, there are times where and we see this all throughout church history that uh, Christians have, they go out regardless of the circumstances around them. Think of Martin Luther during what was it? The bubonic plague. Um, they were, I mean, we're talking about thousands, millions of people dying, bubonic plague during that time. Yeah. Martin Luther, uh, that was like a 90% death rate. Jeez. Uh, and Martin Luther is going into these homes, uh, no mask, no nothing. <laughs> and he's ministering to people. He's preaching for people and he's serving people. He's giving meals to people. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, that's, that's what the Christian's called to do. Despite our circumstances, we have a hope in something else. Yeah. That we can march forward with courage and joy and boldness knowing that if I, you know, what is it uh, to live? Uh, what's that? Oh gosh. It's a fleeting my head right now. Um, to live is Christ to die mm. is gain. Yeah. That's really the, the heartbeat. Um, what does it mean to do that? And it's like, Hey, like if you got, if I have to go out to minister to someone, uh -huh. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and God's in it. God's sovereign. He's going to either protect me or he's not going to do it. You know, obviously yeah. I'm going to do that with, you know i'm going to be cautious and stuff yeah. like that i'm wearing gloves just to let you guys all know <laughs> i'm wearing gloves and i have a mask and i go yeah, out I'll see yeah like <laughs> i have small kids at home too and my wife's a nurse yeah too, so we're taking a lot of precautions yeah and keeping our family safe and making sure people that we're in contact is yeah. safe but um it's still the charge is still the same it's always been the same despite the circumstances that we go and preach the gospel yeah everyone wants to hear it um, yeah. and that's the heartbeat man that's the yeah. heartbeat. i i do have to say in this time i've been um really happy to see how connected like our community group still is in the church like you know um it's it's like you said it's not sunday isn't the isn't just the day you know i mean like the the and and going into this time we've been able to see basically um, what it's like when we step out of the church and, or, you know, go, like going to the middle school, you know, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, it's not about the building it's about the people. And I think the, the people in our, in our community group that we have, have done a really good job of staying connected. I mean, there's every day there's stuff going on on that, on our chat group and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. prayer requests, things like that, praises and people just talking to each other. And, you know, even like uh, Randy wanting to connect on uh, Call of Duty, right? <laughs> I mean, he's just just trying to connect with everybody, and I think it's a great <laughs> thing being able to see that. Um, I was and I was actually talking to one of the guys at my work that goes to Summit Church out in yeah. Reno somewhere, yeah. yeah and yeah. he was uh, saying that uh, <laughs> I was telling him how our college group, and I was like, it's it's actually working pretty well, you know, doing it on the on Zoom. And he goes. Well, the call or not the college group, I'm sorry, the community group. And he's like, uh, the community group's probably fine with adults, but uh, try working with the youth group on Zoom. It's, it's not so easy. Uh, he's <laughs> like, they're just, you know, a bunch of teenagers and they're, they're stuck in a house. So they're just kind of rambunctious when they get on the Zoom. And I can't, run, uh, you know, reel them in because, you know, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess that would be a little difficult, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Call of Duty ministry is going to help that all out. Call of Duty Ministry, <laughs> gaming, yeah, <laughs> game and chat about God as you're shooting Nazis. Yeah, there you go. You know? <laughs> doing the Lord's work, you know. <laughs> uh, doing the Lord's work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not uh, dismissing it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, with Randy, but I agree. I think our our community group's doing really well. Sticking, you know staying close together, communicating with each other yeah. um, and being vulnerable too. I think, yes, um, especially much. during this time. Um, I know I keep saying that during this time. Um, I kind of want to get out of that because the reality behind it is this time has mm -hmm. only revealed um, really uh, our heart's fears, our heart's desires and our hearts, uh, just the, our, the true heart it has never it's always been there this, mm -hmm. this fear of going out or you know this fear of 
disease or just the fear of death in general, um, or even a fear of being alone by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been that it's been a reality. Like all COVID-19 has just been like, Hey, this is how you've been feeling mm-hmm. for a long time, but you've had so many distractions, you yeah. know, so many distractions in life. Now I'm, all these things are cut away, even though we still have a lot of distractions, right? Like zoom and Facebook and Instagram and, YouTube and you know, I could just keep going. Netflix, Hulu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many things that we can distract ourselves with, but um, it would be a great shame to come out of this not um, a changed person when God is yeah. clearly trying to call us um, in a deeper understanding and love of Him. Um, so, uh, another charge would be like eliminate distractions instead of putting on Netflix. Once you sit down and just be with God for a yeah. little bit. Um, why don't you actually let yourself feel something? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be quiet, right? Yeah. Uh, that was the last sermon. The last sermon was uh, one of the applications was uh, silence and solitude, mm-hmm. which means kind of be quiet, sit with the Lord, and let Him speak and don't speak. Yeah. yeah and people are like, I that? don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> sit down and not think about something. Yeah. And uh, that's where this, I think this time is going to be really fruitful is just learning how to be still in a sense with the Lord. Like it says in Ezekiel, um, God speaks with a quiet, still voice. Yeah. Um, uh, Or that's one way I'm not going to say he only speaks in a quiet, still voice, but um, how are we going to list, how are we going to hear God's quiet, still voice when the chatter of life is just always around. We're always trying to fill ourselves with distractions. We're always trying to do these things. Um, you know, we're always binge watching, right? And I'm I'm not gonna say I'm I'm perfect at it all because literally the other night I watched like two hours of The Office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't watch The Office. I'm like, uh, it was nice. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but could it could have my time been spent better? Spent better a little bit, yeah. But I also don't think that every you know, like every yeah. uh, time you have to be like, I got to spend time with God. Yeah. I mean, God still like, we can enjoy life. Yeah. As you well. can still enjoy life. Yeah. You can still enjoy life as well. But if we're not having at least a moment, you know, yeah. try to carve out a moment in our day with the Lord to understand and, and just be with him. Yeah. I think, I think in this time it's, you know, it's one of those things where, um, there's a couple things. I mean, it's, it's a good time of self-reflection, you know, um, mm-hmm. to see to like, like you were talking about, um, on, on the community group the other day, it's like, what do you do? I forget what word to use, but during the time, like maybe at night, right before you go to bed, like you're just scrolling on Facebook or, you know, how are you using that time? And, uh, and it's, it's a moment and even like family time, you know, it's like how yeah. often when you're at home with your family, are you, are you, is your face in your phone or, you know, are you busy, doing this and doing that and, and, and just putting your kids in front of the TV or the iPad or something like that, you know, um, so that they're not distracting you. Um, and I know I was off work for two weeks and those two weeks I was, I, you know, it was nice because we, we did some projects, but actually we spent most of the time, um, doing like board games and stuff like that and just talking. And even now, um, kids are home all the time. Renee's home all the time. I go to work and I come home and we we still somehow find more time now and i don't know if it's because we got used to it or what but it seems like we're spending more time as a family now um and i feel fortunate to be in this situation i know that when i'm when when you look at the 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 rest of the world i think our other responsibility is to understand that you know there are people that are that are worried um, people that are sick or know people that are sick people that are sitting at home and they're just getting behind on their bills And, you know, they don't, they don't know, they can't go, you know, just get another job. And, and it's, uh, some people are working and, and they're, they're kind of forced to work because they can't just quit, you know, I mean, they have to be there and it's, 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 there's a lot of people that are struggling during this time. And we as Christians, you know, we need to, um, look at the world and try to, you know, be that, that that light, the encouragement and see what we can do to help them. You know, like you were talking about, even in times like this. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it it may look different for different people on how they're going to do that. But, um, you know, I think if you have, if, um, I know what we talked about the other day, uh, in our community group too, um, it came up that, uh, um, 
we as Christians need to approach this differently. Because if right now, <laughs> I'm not going to get political at all, but if you look at politics and how it's playing yeah. into this, even this situation is getting political where, you know, one side is against the other and it's just a constant battle between each other and, and a blame game and this and that. And we yeah. as the world, we kind of need to step, or not as the world, but as, as Christians need to step back and be separate from the world and, and, and bring a hope and, and bring a, um, a love and a compassion and, and, you know, try to be different, you know, in the way that we're reacting and, and how we're acting in the world um, and not get caught up in all that stuff, not get up in the, get caught up in the fear. And, and I mean, it, I understand there will be fear for Christians who are, who are facing this, but, you know, yeah, still try to like, you know, show, show a little bit more hope and stay out of the political battle and, and try to understand that God's in control, you know, you know, not the, not the Republicans or Democrats, God's in control, not COVID-19, God's in control. Like, and, and, you know, it's. Oh yeah. It's, I, I agree. I think that there's so many different areas that people land on right now. There's mm -hmm. just so many. They're either, yeah, like you said, they're in fear um, or they're like, they're playing, they're, they're feeding into this political mm -hmm. mumbo jumbo, right? Yeah. Like just all the political stuff that's going on. They're angry right? Yeah. They're angry about the situation. Um, and I think it's even more scandalous to say uh, where Chris scripture calls Christians to pray for your leaders, right? So mm -hmm. like you know, Donald Trump is the president and people are like, man, you, I mean, it's extreme, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get political either with it, but we also can't be the bystander either, right? right. No, you're right. Like, yeah. We can't just be like, well, you know, I don't want to do anything about this or for sure. Uh, I'm yeah. not gonna, you know, uh, but what's scandalous about it is we're called to pray for our leaders. Yeah. And it's hard for people to do when they're like, I cannot stand that guy. Yeah. I can't, you know, I can't stand Donald Trump. I'm like, well, God calls you to pray for your yeah, leaders. Exactly. He's just as big a sinner as you. Yeah. You're not any better. Yeah. And that's the issue too. As Christians, we're like, well, I'm a Christian, so I'm a little hot. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like you're not any better than the worst sinner. Yeah, and I, we have to we have to acknowledge that. And like, so for Christians, um, we're called to pray in behalf yeah. of the people we don't like. And I'm not saying I don't like him or not. I'm not going to make any comment on that. Right. But, um, <laughs> we're supposed to pray for our leaders because they're just as much sinners as us. Um, yes, you know the whole system's probably a little jacked up. I mean, we're all aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> But we should be praying for it because Absolutely. regardless where you land on Democratic or Republican or 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 coronavirus is freaky <laughs> or this is really stupid, right? Yeah. Like doesn't matter where you land, you should be praying and having uh, we need to be different than how the world reacts. Yep. We're not, you know, if, if you're a Christian, you're blasting Facebook about your political leaders. Yeah. You got, you should stop. Exactly. You should stop blasting. Exactly. And start and maybe start praying. Yeah. Um, instead of blasting other people for being fear of this COVID-19, uh, you should be praying for them for yeah. courage. Um, instead of being angry with the people that are, you know, angry about um, the COVID-19, they're like, this is dumb. Yeah. You should be praying for them because yeah. they need a softer heart too. Yeah. Uh, I think the reality behind it is everyone's like, this is my opinion and my opinion is law. Yeah. My opinion is, is you know, I determine what's right and I determine what's yeah. truth. It even says in scripture, right, um, that the people um, decided what good and evil was within their own heart. Yeah. Right. Um, that's what we do every day. It's what, yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day we decide what's good and what's evil. And the reality is we're so jacked up. We're so confused yeah. on what, what that actually means. Uh, maybe yeah. the world would start changing if, if Christians would dedicate themselves in deep uh, intercessory work, right? Prayer yeah. for our leaders, prayer for our brothers and sisters, prayer for emotion, you know, uh, maybe that's, you know, I'm just throwing out suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be a sermon next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's how we change the world is to stop raising our fists yeah. and, and, and maybe start getting down on our knees. That's, that's great. Yep. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, well, I, I don't know. I think we've kind of gone all over and, uh, it's been, it's been good, you know? Um, 
we, you know, usually it's, it's the, it's testimony. I mean, that's what it's been in the past and whatnot. And yeah, we went other ways, but you know what? I mean, like right now, this, this, there's, <laughs> everything is different right now in the, like in, in our society. So, and this is a big topic and this is something that, you know, everybody's, everybody's in the world is one way or another, um, dealing with this, you know, so it's, it's kind of a big topic and it's, it's good to talk about, you know, bring this perspective to it. So I'm glad it came around to this. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I think, you know, testimony in it. And then, yeah, um, you also I, called me on this. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of good talk there. So, but, um, but yeah, I think, um, I don't know. Um, do you have anything else to, to add or is there anything else or, <laughs> I have a lot to add, but you know, for the sake of time and it's, yeah. you know, it's, we've been on for an hour, which I think we do pretty good for an hour. I think so too. Um, I, I, I guess the, the last thing I would say, um, it just encourage people that are listening to, to this, to, to jump in on this. This is going to mm. be a, a ministry, uh, led by Chris here, um, uh, to move forward. Uh, we want to, we want to see more people come on this, talk about, um, their testimony, but also about their struggles. I mean, we're in a time where, um, I think that our testimony is in, it definitely is within our struggles. So COVID-19 is, uh, if if that's something that people want to talk about on this too, I'm like, yeah, like go, go for it. Yeah. Um, go for it. And like how God is changing, um, your life during this time. And that's kind of the sermon series we're in right now, right? Is such a time as this and how do we, how do we be Christians um, and how do we love others right now? Um, So my end would be, um, you know, pray, (laughs) (laughs) pray, seek the Lord um, and seek fellowship regardless of what that looks like right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's a good point. I mean, I had, I know uh, on the previous episodes and stuff, we, we sometimes have people come on and they just shared what God was doing in their life, like a testimony, like a current testimony. So whatever your, your testimony is, whatever you want to share, what God has done in your life, what he's doing in your life. Um, this is an important, um, way of communication is telling people your story. Cause I mean, you can sit there and try to read scripture to somebody and tell them, you know, this is how it is. But if they don't, if they don't believe the Bible, then they, they don't care. They're probably not even listening, you know? Um, but if you tell them your story and, and it's true and it's from your heart and it's what has happened to you, nobody can, nobody can tell you your story is not your story or it didn't happen to you, you know? Um, and your experiences. So, um, I, I really enjoyed doing this before and, um, and a lot of good things came out of it and I'm looking forward to doing it again and, and doing it in a new format. So, um, this is exciting for me and I, and I'm looking forward to hear your guys' stories and what God's doing in your guys' life. And, um, it's really a ministry for two people. It's meant for, I mean, it's meant for anybody, but, uh, I, you know, I'm thinking that, um, Christians, it's good to come on here and just get the encouragement and, and you get to know people that, that, you know, you get to hear a story that you may not have heard before. You get to know them a little bit more. And then, uh, and it's a little bit, you know, in, in, also, it could help you relate to somebody else that maybe you've been trying to talk to and witness to, but you can't relate. And then you hear somebody that comes on the podcast and they have a story that's just like the person that you're talking to. And then now it gives you a way to relate to them, even something to share, a resource to share with them. And then um, also it's for people who are not a Christian and whether you're um, curious or, or you're, you're searching or you're thinking about it, it gives you a chance to hear what God has done in other people's lives. So it's an outreach and it's also um, a useful ministry tool for, for Christians and stuff. So encouragement, everything. So um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it and, uh, and Amen, looking brother. forward to hearing, uh, hearing from, from more, uh, more people out there and, and seeing what you guys, you know, hearing what, what God's doing in your guys' life. So yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Kill All it. Right. Mic well, drop. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think with that then we'll uh we'll wrap it up there and uh we'll talk to you guys uh talk to you guys soon. Yeah, you guys take it easy. All right.